Good morning, Patriots. I'm Pray Medic, and it is Thursday, April 22nd. I uh, just wanted to give you a short update on some, uh, some just some things that I've been thinking about uh, over the last few days. Uh, I am not doing live streaming right now, for those of you that are interested. Uh, taking a break from that, I've been focusing on three books that I've written over the last four months. Uh, all three of them are nearing completion. And I'll be releasing them soon. Uh, first book I, I think is going to be released is on dream interpretation. But that is not why I've called you here. Uh, I've been thinking about the election and kind of just doing some game theory analysis of the election and what President Trump might have known or suspected about the election. There are a lot of people out there uh, and they're commenting on social media, who think that um, Trump did not see the election turning out the way that it did. Some people think that he was surprised by uh, what happened in November. And as as I just look back at the things that happened last year and and just analyze them objectively, um, I think that Trump actually did anticipate what was going to happen. Why that's important, I'll get to in just a minute. So if you go back to March of last year, when um, COVID kind of became a big issue, um, and the NBA started out, and NCAA followed by requiring masks uh, initially, and then canceling uh, the the NCAA tournament, canceling games, or continuing games with no, no spectators, right? The, the corporate world was, was on the inside of um, the, the lockdowns, the, the nationwide lockdown due to COVID. And this is all in response to what um, any sane medical person would tell you was just an average variant of, of the influenza. Influenza uh, viruses mutate regularly. That's what they do. The different strains every year and they come up with vaccines every year that they think are going to work and last year the mainstream media and politicians weaponized what was i think a typical flu outbreak influenza outbreak if you look at the number of deaths uh that have been attributed to covid 19 and if you take those deaths and transpose them into what would be a normal influenza column of a category of deaths you find out it's about the same <laughs> that the number of people who died from all types of influenza over the last year compared to years previously hasn't changed so there, there hasn't been any actual data um, showing that that covid was any worse than any other influenza that's come along but the media and politicians weaponized it they did that for a couple of reasons number one if they made a big deal out of covid they would be able to uh, try to destroy the economy, destroy jobs, destroy businesses, which was a key strategic objective for the people who wanted Trump out of office last year. So number one, destroy the stock market gains. In March, when they announced the lockdowns, the Dow went from 29,000 to 23,000 like that. <laughs> a couple of weeks, it just crashed. Crashed the stock market crashed consumer confidence, and that was a strategic goal. 
Number two, by creating the COVID hysteria, they were able to keep Joe Biden from having to do rallies because they could say, oh, COVID, oh, masking and social distancing, and oh, it's not safe, we can't do that, right? So they were able to keep Joe Biden hiding in his basement during the, um, during the whole um, time Trump was doing his campaigns. They justified Biden hiding in his basement with COVID. And uh, he wouldn't be mumbling, stumbling, and bumbling his way through um, prepared speeches. So just, you know, just looking at some of the strategic objectives that were accomplished by COVID. And of course, the biggie uh, was vote by mail. So pulling this hoax of a COVID pandemic uh, and weaponizing it allowed them to justify widespread vote by mail, which has never been done in the past. So why would they do that? Well, here's the thing. If, um, if Trump was a Republican like Romney or McCain or, or any other you know, of the garden variety rhinos that we've seen run for president over the last 20 years, the deep state wouldn't have had a problem with that person being in the White House because they would control them. The deep state controls most of these uh, Republican politicians, uh, the rhinos, but Trump was an outsider. Trump was not a, an establishment rhino. He was an existential threat to their establishment. And they decided they were not going to let him get reelected. So they came up with a scheme to weaponize COVID and they were going to use it to justify mail-in voting, which they would then use to bring in massive artificial voting to give Joe Biden a victory over Trump. And, you know, the fact that Joe Biden was um, in his basement pretty much the whole year was covered for by the mainstream media. The mainstream media kept on putting out fake polls saying that Biden was leading, even though Trump was rallying, had 40, 50,000 people at these rallies. The mainstream media kept telling people that Biden was in the lead, a huge lead. That was necessary because they had planned to rig the vote and they were going to give Biden a victory no matter what happened. No matter how many votes Trump got, they were going to give Biden more votes. So they had to put out these ridiculously fake polls. Now, if you remember back last year, Trump was telling us about all of this. He was telling us about the fake polls. He was telling us about Joe Biden uh, hiding in his basement. He was telling us about the vote by mail and how they were going to try to steal the election through vote by mail. And Trump knew as well as anyone that he, that the, the threat he represented to the establishment. Knowing all of that, I think it's, I just think it's um, unbelievable to think that Trump didn't know what the outcome would be of the election. I think Trump knew they were going to steal the election. I think he knew that no matter how many votes he got, they would give Joe Biden more votes than him. I think he, un he understood it. He absolutely knew it was coming. That's why he was doing all those rallies. The very last week of the campaign, he was doing four rallies a day and then five rallies a day because he wanted to get as many people to show up at the polls and vote for him as possible. Why?
because strategically, I think he knew that the deep state was going to throw the election for Joe Biden, and he wanted to have as many people vote for him as possible, so they would have to overcome an, a massive insurmountable lead. And that would provide evidence of voter fraud that was so blatant they could catch the evidence and it would be compelling enough that it would convince average citizens that the election was rigged. Trump's rallies, I think, were designed to, to just jumpstart the voters and get them out to the polls so that the deep state would have to cheat in such a historic way, they would have tons of evidence of the cheating, right? So I think Trump knew that Biden was going to be declared the winner and knew that they were going to uh, cheat in historic ways. And I think he, he developed a strategy knowing that they were gonna declare Biden the winner. And his long-term strategy was to mitigate the damage afterward. Now, there's another piece of evidence that goes along with this, and that's what social media did. So Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube announced prior to the election, they were going to censor accounts and posts that questioned the outcome of the election. And they made this pretty well known that, that if you questioned the outcome of the election as it was reported by official media sources, you would be subject to suspension and or having your posts labeled. So the so social media platforms designated certain news outlets as official um, outlets that could uh, call the the election outcome. And if you dared to um, question them, well, they would remove you from social media. And that's exactly what they did to a lot of us. Um, if you questioned the COVID narrative, if you questioned the election outcome, you were accused of providing misinformation and you get banned. So that was another signal that they had predetermined who was going to win the election and they set into operation a plan to deal with people who were going to, who they knew would dispute the official narrative of who won the election. And I think the Trump family knew, that was another sign that the Trump family knew that the fix was in, the outcome was already predetermined, and the social media and the mainstream media were going to do everything necessary to tamp down any claims of election fraud. Because they knew, because you know, if you're gonna steal an election, there's going to be people that are going to accuse you of fraud. So you have to combat those claims of election fraud. All of that evidence to me suggests that Trump knew what they were going to do. Now, let's move to past the election. So after the election, Trump got his people to take measures in a number of different arenas. So he had attorneys filing lawsuits some in federal courts, mostly at the Supreme Court. He had Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis take the evidence of election fraud and they presented it to the legislatures in Pennsylvania, 
Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Georgia. Right? So they, they knew there was going to be cheating. They knew there would be evidence of it. All they had to do is capture the evidence and take it to the state legislatures. And it seemed at that time that their strategy, one of their strategies, was to try to get the state legislatures to change or take back control of the electors, which the, the governors and secretaries of state had already certified the electors. Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis tried to get the legislatures to realize they have a responsibility over determining who the electors are. And, you know, that message wasn't all that well received. But in hindsight, now we look back, there's been hundreds of laws that have been uh, signed into law that are changing the election laws in states around the country, including a lot of states that have added voter ID requirements. And they're, they're reigning in uh, vote-by-mail uh, issues. So another, another aspect of this was they tried to get uh, the, the U.S. Congress to senators and members of Congress to question the validity of the electors on January 6th when the electoral vote was counted, right? So they went to the courts, they went to Congress, they went to state legislatures, they asked the DOJ, Bill Barr said, no evidence of election fraud. That's it. And then Barr resigned. Uh, right, so Trump gave uh, Homeland Security, same thing, no evidence of election fraud. Trump gave DOJ, Homeland Security, courts, Congress, state legislatures, all of them an opportunity to do the right thing, and they all passed. State legislatures, interestingly, are the only ones who are currently pursuing anything that I think is going to turn out to be helpful um, to President Trump's cause, and that is, number one, they're changing laws, election laws, because they're the only ones that can do it. And number two, they are, well, in Arizona here in Maricopa County today, the, uh, the audit starts. So what are we going to find in the Arizona audit of 2 million votes? Don't know for sure. I suspect there's going to be evidence of fraud. I suspect it'll be found. And I suspect it's going to be revealed to the public. Now, mainstream media has been in lockstep denial of uh, election fraud from the beginning. I don't know that they're going to um, change their minds. They've been calling this whole uh, audit, uh, you know, conspiracy theory. Um, but I think, I think that the evidence is going to be found and it'll be made public. Now, um, one of Trump's recent strategies seems to be using people on social media who have uh, large followings, Mike Lindell, General Flynn, a few other people, to put out the message that of election fraud, to put out the evidence, right? So Mike Lindell has done the series Absolute Proof, Absolute Interference, and he's been showing the evidence to millions of people. And you may have friends and family who are not convinced, who are still asleep, who don't understand what's going on, but hang in there and keep those people in prayer. Because little by little, people are being red-pilled to the truth about fraud. And I think that, as, as I just look at this again from a game theory perspective, I think Trump knew that they were going to remove him from office through the election. And he, if, he, if he knew 
he had to have a plan in place to get back in the White House uh, as quickly as possible. And, and this is something that Dave on X-22 talks about quite often. I, I like Dave. I listen to his broadcast pretty much every night. I don't agree with all of his positions and views. Um, I, I don't know to what degree I, I believe that this entire process was foreseen by Trump and part of some grand plan. Um, I think Dave takes takes a he takes the view that that almost everything that happens is, is part of the plan. I don't know that that's necessarily true. I just have you know a little bit of disagreement there. But the thing about Dave's commentary is, I think he's he's absolutely right when he says that Trump knew they were going to throw the election for Biden. And if he knew that they were going to throw the election for Biden, then he had to have a plan to to deal with that and to get back in the White House. And I don't think that plan is to wait until 2024 and take another shot at it. Because Trump has been, from the beginning, refused to concede the 2020 election, insists that there was fraud, and insists that this fraud has to be exposed, the evidence has to be put out there, the election process has to be changed. So Trump is still fighting the fraud that happened in November. And I think that he has some, I think he has some strategic moves coming up that we don't know about yet. Um, I've talked about them on previous broadcasts. Um, I, I suspect at some point the military is probably going to step in. That's what God has shown me. And, you know, if you just think about what's going to happen here in Arizona, again, game theory, what is likely to happen? What are the most likely scenarios? So let's say that um, in three weeks, three, four weeks from now, Arizona uh, Senate determines through their audit that there was widespread election fraud in Maricopa County. What do they do? <laughs> well, uh, the, the right thing to do would be to hold another election. It would be to uh, invalidate the November election in Arizona and hold another election. Uh, and that would be, you know, come down to rescinding the certification of the electors and holding another election. Now, what's going to happen when the Senate goes to the, the, <laughs> the governor and the secretary of state and says, hey, we want you to rescind the certification of the electors that you did in November and hold another election? Well, Katie Hobbs, uh, the Secretary of State here, who once called Trump supporters neo-Nazis, uh, and Doug Ducey are not going to go along willingly with a new election. There would probably be a lawsuit involved where the Senate then is going to sue the governor and the executive branch of the state to try to get a new election. Uh, then it's going to go to the courts. Okay, so it goes to the Arizona Supreme Court. What if the Arizona Supreme Court decides not to make a decision? They won't hear the case. <laughs> what if the U.S. Supreme Court <clears throat> won't hear the case or won't render a decision? Then you have a constitutional crisis. And I think that is a likely scenario. I think it's, I think it's likely that the courts are going to refuse to get involved. They're going to say you have to settle it between yourselves. You have a stalemate between Congress and the executive branch. Constitutional crisis. Well, what do you do in a constitutional crisis? Well, that might be a reason for the military to step in. 
I think that in a few weeks, if and when, the state of Arizona determines that the election in November was fraudulent, I think it's going to snowball. I think other states are going to are looking at Arizona, and and if Arizona is able to clearly demonstrate fraud, I think other states are going to be compelled to look at their own elections, do do audits, and then you have more states, you know, that may potentially end up rescinding their electors from the November election. And I don't know what the process of that looks like. Can you rescind uh, the, the certification of electors six months after the fact? I don't know. I'm, I'm not a legal eagle. There's attorneys out there, constitutional attorneys. Uh, Ivan Rakeland may want to look into that. But I think that um, the, the audit in Arizona is going to be uh, a significant moment in America's history. Uh, and I think that things will, are going to snowball after that. Mainstream media is going to do everything they can to try to knock down the narrative that there is election fraud. But in the swing states, you know, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin all have Republican legislatures, right? Pennsylvania as well. If the Republican legislatures in those states decide that they're going to do audits after they see what happens in Arizona, could flip the entire election. So this is not over. <laughs> it's not over by a long shot. Um, like I said, just in kind of just analyzing the whole thing, I think there's no way that Trump did not know this is going to happen. And if he knew it was going to happen, he had to have a plan. I think we're seeing that plan roll out. Uh, so that is my update for today. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining my Telegram uh, room. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I, somebody messaged me on Telegram and said, hey, you know, I see this new Telegram uh, channel on there. Is that yours? And I went and looked at it I'm like, it's not mine. And then there was two new fake pragmatic Telegram channels. And uh, my friends, like Pepper, have been bugging me forever to start a Telegram channel. And I resisted it. But uh, finally I decided, well, if someone's going to have a, you know fake pragmatic Telegram channels, I might as well have a real one. So I do have a real Telegram channel. And you can find a link to it on my website. It uh, is also on my Gab profile. For those of you who don't know, Telegram is a, is a mobile app. Uh, you can't use it using a computer or a web browser. You have to access it through the Telegram app. So you would install it on a mobile device, install it on your phone, and then do a search. Or click the link on my Gab profile or on my website in the sidebar. There's a link to my channel. Um, I'm in there every day posting, primarily posting news. Um, if you followed me on Twitter, what you saw on Twitter is very similar to what you're going to see in my Telegram channel. Posting news, commentary, events, uh, videos, um, and just keeping people up to date on what's going on. Yes, I'm posting dreams uh, and, and other things. You know, what's going on with my books and my writing. Um, if you're interested in keeping up with me, Telegram is a good way to do it. All right, that is it for the update. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for keeping President Trump in prayer. I would ask you to continue keeping him in prayer. If we keep the nation and keep President Trump in prayer over the next few months and keep Arizona and the audit in prayer, I think we are going to see some very good things come out of all of this. Uh, there's signs out there that the deep state is kind of panicking about this. All right, that's it. Have a good day. Love you all. Take care.
catch you on the next broadcast.